right, guys, I am back with another episode coming to you live with more college football picks and some other news around the sports world. Tomorrow I will put out my NFL picks, but before I get to my college football picks for this weekend, week four, um, got some news in the golf world. You got the Ryder Cup going on, which is the uh, annual uh, Europe versus USA clash. Um, this year there will be four, I guess, duos going against each other, or four foursomes, I guess. Um, first matchup is going between going to be between Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth for the U.S. And for Europe, it's going to be John Rom versus John Rom and Sergio Garcia, both Spaniards. So that'll be the first matchup. Then the second matchup will be Dustin Johnson and Colm. Morikawa against Paul Casey of England and Victor Hovland of Norway. Third one is Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger. will take on uh, Englishman Lee Westwood and Matt Fitzpatrick. And finally, uh, Americans will try out Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley against Roy McRoy and Ian Poulter. So that is the Ryder Cup matchups for this year. All right. Other news in the NBA, uh, J.J. Reddick, he retired after 15 seasons. He was on six different teams, one of the best sharpshooters in NBA history, um, and he was kind of a mentor to a lot of younger players. Um, so, again, J.J. Reddick retired, retires after 15 NBA seasons. And a big thing about the NBA is now the TV revenue is about to just absolutely explode. It could honestly triple from about $24 billion to roughly $75 billion, which is absolutely insane. But I'm not too surprised about this at all just because TV revenue is what drives the ratings and the revenue for a lot of the sports leagues now, especially with Major League Baseball um, and, of course, the N NBA. So not too shocking to see this going on. So the bread and butter of the episode, let's get right to college football week four picks. Not a ton of ranked-on-ranked matchups this week. Uh, the big game of the week is A&M versus Arkansas. This game is traditionally been held up at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Uh, Jerry's World, uh, A&M has won nine straight in the series, going for ten straight wins. Um, they've owned Arkansas, although five of the last six games in the series has gone to have gone to overtime. Uh, and they've gone down to last possession. So very interesting to see how this game turns out. Uh, the key for A&M, if they can force K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback for Arkansas, if they can shut down the pass game and make them one-dimensional or do the vice versa thing and make, make them one-dimensional and make them pass, then it could be a long day for Arkansas. A&M's defense is giving up <clears throat> only about 5.7 points per game, which is number one in the country, although they haven't played – anybody you could say a lot about many of the other top teams that they haven't played anybody. Um, he is for Zach Calzada, quarterback for AM. Can he continue to build on his success that he had last week uh, in the 34 to nothing win? Uh, man, I'm forgetting, <laughs> forgetting who I, who AM played. And I, I was just, I was at that game. Let me just, let me just look up who they played. Yeah, they beat New Mexico 34 to nothing. Like that he he had some pretty good throws in that game. He had a 70 yarder to Desmond Demas, who is a 
uh, it's about time for Demas to break out. Um, he was a five-star wide receiver recruit out of Katy, Texas, um, for AM a couple of years ago, but there have been some stumbling blocks along the way for him to finally get playing time. And so I think he'll be a nice X factor in this game, hopefully. Uh, so, and Arkansas also has a six-year bull drought going for him. They're 3-0. They've beaten the Texas team at home by 19, a couple other unranked teams too. So AM is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 47. Um, I'm going to pick AM all by his decide. I think they're just the better team overall. I know it's go- probably going to be a close game, and it honestly could be a low-scoring game, so I'll take the under 47. But AM, I think, is going to come out on top of their defense, uh, and I think Zach Calzada will make some key throws. And Isaiah Spiller and Devin Achain, the running backs for AM, I think they're going to have solid days, not spectacular days, but solid days against Arkansas. But we'll see how physical Arkansas is up front in the trenches with AM's uh, rebuilt O line this year after they lost a lot of guys to the NFL. So I'm taking AM to win the game, but. Uh, it's not they're not going to cover the five and a half point spread, and the total should be under forty seven. All right, the other big ranked on ranked matchup this week is Notre Dame taking on Wisconsin. Now this is not going to be a game in Madison, Wisconsin. It's going to actually be in Chicago at Schult- Soldier Field, where the Bears usually play. Wisconsin is a six point favorite, and the over under is forty six and a half. So this is the revenge game for Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohen, who was previously the Wisconsin quarterback. Um, he did play better last week against uh, Purdue, um, although Notre Dame did struggle with Toledo and Florida State to start the year. Um, Wisconsin's defense under Jim Leonard is doing pretty well, um, although their quarterback, Graham Mertz, has not thrown a single touchdown this year, which <coughs> is is not really that good if you think about it. And But their running back, Chaz Baluzzi, uh, he's had... Uh, over 100 rushing yards in his first two or three starts. That's the first time Wisconsin back has done that in about eight years, and they've had some insane uh, running backs come through their program like Melvin Gordon, Monty Ball. Um, but Wisconsin also was 0-4 uh, versus ranked teams since the start of last season, so that's not a good trend for them. So with that being said, I'm going to pick Notre Dame to win. This should be a very physical game. Take the under 46 and a half. Uh, typical uh, <coughs> uh, northern matchup, smash mouth type of football game. Not not a lot of scoring. So take Notre Dame. The Fighting Irish should come out on top. Uh, and we'll see if Wisconsin can put up a lot of passing yards versus Notre Dame's defense. Okay, number four, Oklahoma is going to host West Virginia. 16 and a half point favorites. Uh, West Virginia is 0-10 in their last 10 games versus top 25 teams on the road, so that doesn't bode well for them. Oklahoma, though, only put up 23 points last week against Nebraska. Um, Spencer Adler has not looked like the Heisman favorite that he was bound to be, so we'll see if uh, Caleb Williams, the five-star freshman quarterback for Oklahoma, gets some playing time in this game in the second half, maybe. Uh, The key for West Virginia is to force turnovers, and they have a decent front seven. But Oklahoma is due for a game where they just absolutely get back on track against a solid opponent. They did beat Western Carolina 76 to nothing, but they're bound to have a game in the Big 12 where they absolutely just blow their opponent out. And I think it's this game. 
So take Oklahoma to cover the spread, and uh, it's going to be over. I think both teams are going to put up some points, but Oklahoma's going to put up way more points. Another Big 12 matchup, uh, Iowa State, number 14, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, up in Waco against Baylor. Um, Dave Aranda has Baylor at 3-0, and I think. Uh, they're playing pretty good ball this year. Special teams is pretty good with Tristan Ebner, one of the most dangerous dangerous kick returners in the country, in my opinion. Um, the key for Iowa State, though, is their quarterback, uh, Brock Purdy. He's getting back on track. Um, and Brees Hull has had a touchdown in 15 straight games, the running back for Iowa State. Um, so Iowa State, I think, is getting back on track after their loss versus Iowa. The key is, in this game, neither team defense has given up a lot, and with the Big 12, you normally don't associate good defense with that conference, but neither team has allowed more than 300 yards to any of their opponents so far. So this could be a wacky game, but I see the over 47 and a half, um, and Iowa State will cover the six and, a, <coughs> six and a half on the road and should should beat Baylor. All right, number 25, Kansas State, is going on the road to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, the Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites. Um, so Oklahoma state, they got a nice road win last, uh, Saturday night against, uh, Boise state up in Boise. Um, Spencer Sanders getting back on track, um, for Oklahoma state and for Kansas state, they have a nice running back in Deuce Vaughn, but Skyler Thompson, since he's gone down, their offense hasn't really been the same. And Kansas state does have a pretty good sound defense. They're pretty good with their fund- fundamentals, but, <coughs> but, oh, but Stillwater is a very tough place to play at home. I've seen just so many games in Stillwater at night over the years where a lot of teams come in and then Oklahoma just lays the hammer down on them. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think Oklahoma's going to cover Oklahoma State's going to cover the seven and a half. But uh, Kansas State, my dad's going to be very disappointed because he's he's a K State alum. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys to get the win and go to four and zero and drop K State to three and one in this game. All right, moving to the SEC. Uh, most of the SEC is just squish games this week. Southern Miss at Alabama. Alabama is a 45-point favorite and will destroy Southern Miss. Same with Georgia going on the road to Vanderbilt. Uh, Georgia, the best defense in the country, a 35-point favorite in this game. JT Daniels is going to have a field day against Fandy's defense. <coughs> and this is the most favorite that Georgia's been in an SEC game in 40 years, and they will cover the spread. Uh, Tennessee going... On the road to the Swamp to take on the Florida Gators. Florida dropped to number 11 after their loss versus Bama in the Swamp last week. A very close and fun game to watch, but they failed to convert a two-point conversion, and ultimately Alabama ran out the clock. But nonetheless, this week, Florida is a 20-point favorite versus the Tennessee Volunteers, who are going to see if they're going to start either Joe Milton or Hinton Hooker quarterbacks. Uh, Quarterback Emory Jones uh, for Florida and his running back Malik Davis they both combined for 1,009 rushing yards. That's the most uh, quarterback-running back duo rushing yards for Florida in 40 years. Um, Florida is going to win, cover the spread. Tennessee has not won in the swamp in Gainesville since 2003, and uh, they will not win on Saturday versus Florida in the swamp. All right, final SEC game I think I'll talk about is number 23, Auburn, uh, hosting Georgia State as 27-point favorites. Bo Nix, the quarterback for Auburn, and uh, their running back, Tank Bigsby. They're going to have big days against Georgia State. Uh, no contest there uh, up on the Plains. All right, moving to the Big Ten. 
Uh, number five, Iowa is going to host uh, Colorado State. Uh, Kirk Ferentz and Iowa, they're rolling right along. They're 23-point favorites. They should win pretty easily. Uh, Akron on the road at Ohio State, who's number 10. Ohio State could store, honestly, 60 or 70 points in this game. Um, I have no doubt that they're going to beat Akron. Uh, Michigan, 3-0, number 19. They're moving up the rankings. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has them playing smash-mouth football like he wants them to. Greg Schiano at Rutgers, they've done, they've done okay. They're the number one country in t- number one team in the country for turnover ratio. But uh, Michigan in the big house uh, may not cover the spread at 18 and a half, but Michigan should get the win. Um, say Michigan State is a nice surprise this year. Uh, shout out uh, Mr. Montoya if you watch this. My uh, assistant band director in high school, he's a big, big Michigan State fan, and he's a Michigan State alum. But uh, regardless, uh, number 20, Michigan State, five-point favorites uh, at home against Nebraska. Um, been impressed with Mel Turner, the coaching job that he's been doing with the Spartans. And Kenneth Walker, their running back, Kenneth Walker the third had a great game against Miami last week down in Miami against the Hurricanes. And their quarterback, Thorne's doing a pretty good job too. So with Nebraska, like their quarterback, Adrian Martinez, could keep them maybe in the game. But uh, Michigan State will pull it out probably and win by 10 or 14 points. Um, Moving out to the Pac-12, Arizona going on the road versus number three, Oregon. Uh, Oregon's going to cream Arizona. Arizona's on a 15-game losing streak. Uh, They they will be no match for Oregon at Autzen. Um, Number 24, UCLA. Now, they did lose last week to Fresno State, which was a game I thought they were going to win. But nonetheless, they're five and a half point favorites on the road versus Stanford. Uh, so Stanford, at the one of you know these Pac-12 games after dark, anything could happen really. Uh, Stanford making a, making a switch from quarterback. They went from Jack West to Tanner McKee. They've done a nice job since then. Uh, UCLA, they've had some running back injuries. They kind of have a vulnerable de- vulnerable defense at the moment. So. I'm going to pick Stanford to beat UCLA. Uh, And that's a far cry from UCLA's praise in the beginning of the season where they absolutely destroyed LSU uh, during week one. But ever since then, they just seem to be progressively getting worse and worse. Um, It's unfortunate because I thought Chip Kelly had them finally going in the direction that he finally wanted them to, but I guess not. So um, Stanford, David Shaw will get another one. All right. Number nine, Clemson. Number nine is Clemson's lowest ranking in like six years. They're 10-point favorites (coughs) on the road versus NC State. Uh, Quarterback DJ Lagalele, he's had trouble getting going. but And NC State does have a sneaky defense of some sorts. But I do think this is a game where Clemson does get back on track. And Tony Elliott and the Clemson offense under Dabo Sweeney, they're due for a game just where they break out. And I think this game is going to be it. So Clemson wins, cover the spread, and covers the 10-point spread. All right, number 21, North Carolina, staying in the ACC, is on the road versus Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech did play Clemson close last week, but I think that's just a matter of Clemson just figuring things out still. Uh, North Carolina is a 21-point road favorite for a reason. Sam Howell is going to throw another touchdown pass. He has a touchdown pass in all 28 of his career starts. Uh, Georgia Tech's second-level defense could be a little – little worrisome, but they have very little offensive firepower, so count on the Tar Heels to crush uh, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets uh, on the road. 
Uh, South Florida going on the road to BYU. BYU is one of the most un- underrated teams in the country. They're 23-point favorites. Uh, they're ranked number 15. They've done a nice job of replacing Zach Wilson. Uh, wide receiver Jaron Hall could break out and honestly be a Heisman candidate by the end of the year. Um, South Florida, they're just struggling offensively mightily, and they will be no match uh, for BYU up in, uh, up in Cougar land. So BYU should win and go to 4-0. Coastal Carolina, number 17, hosting UMass. Jamie Chadwell and his quarterback, Grayson McCall, they're just humming right along offensively. 36-point favorites versus UMass. They will win and cover the spread. And finally, the last twenty top 25 game of the week is UNLV at number 22, Fresno State, uh, coming off that win over UCLA. 30-and-a-half-point favorites, um, and they should beat UNLV pretty easily. All right, those are your week four college football picks. Tomorrow is coming out with week three for NFL picks. Looking forward to talking to you then. Take care. Bye.